Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. And yes, the cavalry did arrive on Sunday in the form of the Drua. Sunday or Saturday, whenever that game was. Anyway, um, the Brumbies managed to pick up that one game um, for um, the Aussies uh, to make sure it wasn't a clean sweep. And joining me, as you can see in the dark, um, is Stephen Harris, who clearly hasn't played his electricity bill again. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> Trying to keep it to a minimum. All for effects, mate, so you can't all see the grey the gray and the wrinkles, <laughs> mate. So this is strategically uh, uh, being done. Hey, Paul, always a privilege to, pleasure to be on the show, and it's been a pretty full-on sort of weekend, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I've got my uh, my Waihi hoodie on because, uh, yes, club rugby um, kicked off um, in uh, Thames Valley um, this weekend. And I was down there um, whilst um, Waihi uh, Bees um, got their first win of the season, or the comfortable one um, in that one over, I think it was Waihu uh, there. Um, and I saw you out and about a bit um, as well, um, getting some videos for us uh, for the uh, from the Northland Club, Northland Club rugby scene. Yeah. Yeah, decided to take the trip up to Tomorata, which is um, probably about 15 minutes east of uh, of, of Wellsford. Um, un- unbelievably, because of the, the way the, the traffic is, holiday weekend, it took me about an hour 45 to get up there, which in the old days pretty much got you up to Whangarei. So it just shows you the roadworks that um, are, are basically stopping our roads from moving forward. But then again, it was just really more the weekend traffic than anything else. But listen, once I got up there, it was well worth it. It was a stunning day. Um, now, just to explain, <clears throat> Tomorata is now one of the home grounds of Wellsford because those two clubs have done it in amalgam- amalgamation. Tomorata, who normally play in the uh, South Zone competition, uh, now have now basically um, formed an alliance with Wellsford and they run as the Wellsford reserve grade side whilst still running in the Southern Zone competition and not losing their identity. And I must admit, um, driving up there, I was a little bit apprehensive because you're out in the middle of nowhere and you drive over a hill and you go, wow, all of a sudden there's a rugby ground in the middle of nowhere and there are cars literally everywhere and the club was full of that. They had a great crowd up there as well. And I've, um, I've 
put up a couple of videos, uh, obviously post-match reaction, but also caught up with uh, an ex-president, uh, Alex Macquarie, who uh, had a bit of a, a conversation just in terms of how the club is uh, is tracking at this stage. Yeah, well, it was a very, very cool day, Paul. Oh, very good. Now, look, um, one of the things that we need to be is have innovative solutions like that to keep the clubs going, right? Because at the moment, um, the, uh, the game is, let's be honest, under pressure um, for various reasons, both financially and also in player numbers. At the end of the day, player numbers are the thing that um, that matter. Um, the um, uh, and uh, so, folks, if you know someone who is on the who's who's umming and ahhing about uh, playing, give them a, give them a, give them a bit, a bit of an elbow and say, "Oi, get out there and run around for your local club," because the clubs do need the, need, need the players. Um, and uh, there's a lot of phoning round has been going on over the last month trying to scratch teams together. So please do get out there. Um, it's uh, it, it is great. Yeah, so only the biggest were playing. Um, this weekend for Waihe. This coming weekend, this coming Saturday, we have got um, our uh, club day. So uh, um, the uh, Bs and the As both be playing back to back. So uh, here's crossing fingers um, for some good weather um, for um, for that one on um, uh, on uh, on Saturday, this, this coming Saturday. Um, the uh, good evening to Simon, who is in the live chat. Don't forget, folks, yes, that's right. You can join us at 8 p.m. every Monday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. And you can join in the live chat and let's have uh, comments or ask us questions, etc. Or you can listen to us at your own convenience on the uh, um, podcast, as such as the sport radio. Um, and um, uh, he has uh, uh, said that, um, yeah, that uh, Hong Kong have officially announced they're pulling out of the Rugby World Cup qualifiers um, last week, which is... Um, a shame. So, uh, yep. Um, and uh, as, as Kenya were down twenty-one to twenty-two by Zimbabwe in the Curry Cup First Division. Uh, and again, look, there you go. In the Curry Cup, you've got uh, teams from around Africa joining in. So good to see South Africa um, making the effort to try and help grow the game uh, in Africa as well. Why can't we have a uh, Samoa, Tonga, uh, and Fiji side in the MPC? I say, get them in, um, just like the, uh, they used to be in the NRC with uh, Fiji. But there you go. I think that would be a, a, a cracking thing to do. Or even the Cook Islands. I mean, let's have a, a Cook Islands side as well. I mean, who wouldn't want a, a, a rugby weekend away to the Cook Islands, catch a game, um, a bit of sunbathing, a few, a few, uh, a few cocktails on the beach. Um, it sounds like a, a great thing for the um, tourist industry to get involved with. And that would be a cracking thing, I think. But there you go. There's me trying to drum up um, a sponsorship for a team that doesn't even exist yet. Um, but there we go. Um, Attila does exist though, and I, I didn't catch the game. Um, but the Fijian Drua, um, um, no, sorry, the Fijiana Drua um, beat the Waratahs to end the Waratahs' reign in Super W um, and to win that competition. So, congratulations to them in their the very first season winning all of their games. So fantastic um, to see that um, over in Super W over as part of the Super Weekend over in Melbourne. Um, did you catch that game, Stephen? I'll say it. Sorry, I, I, mean, I didn't have the, the chance, but. Um, did you? No, unfortunately, I was um, driving back from um, uh, Tamarada on <clears throat> Saturday evening, so I, I must admit I did miss it. But doesn't uh, congratulations on to the on the on the Fiji Fiji drawer for taking out uh, that uh, Super Rugby Australia women's title. Yeah, absolutely. And um, people who are putting in there, oh look, perhaps I can get a proper sponsor now rather than the uh, fried chicken thing. Look, hey, um, let's not uh, let's not get down on sponsors who are willing to put up. Um, 
um, for well for either either men's or women's rugby, and we need sponsors in there. So uh, good on the old fried chicken um, company that was doing that. We all like a bit of fried chicken, don't we? Let's be honest. Um, at the weekend, though, we did have um, five games over in Melbourne because, unfortunately, the um, Western Force had to pull out of their game against um, Moana Pacifica. So that has now been postponed. And Moana Pacifica really just cannot catch a break um, at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, they've just gone and caught up all of their games. And what happens the next day gets postponed. Um, apparently, they had two dozen. So we're talking around about 24 cases of COVID. Um, but uh, in the Western province, uh, sorry, Western province, Western Force. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of uh, the South African Curry Cup again. Um, Western Force um, uh, uh, um, side, uh, either because they're close contacts or actually had um, COVID. Uh, now, the uh, it's disappointing though the lack of respect or or communication um, by the organisers. We've just had a review into the. Um, uh, the Black Ferns thing, and part of that was communication. And funnily enough, what do we get um, um, a week later? We have other communication issues. Um, the uh, Moana Pacifica land in Melbourne, turn on their phones, check social media, and find out that their game has been postponed. That's not how you find out that the opposition hasn't got enough players. Hello? Um, you phone them and let them know that stuff could be happening. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a, bit, a, bit of a mess there. Um, by um, the organisers, Sanzar, we're looking at you, um, Rugby Australia, New Zealand Rugby, you guys, get your act together, please. Um, treating one Pacifica like that is just not on, put bluntly. I agree. Um, uh, on that one. Um, and Moana Pacifica, I mean, look, um, oh, I've just got blank, and I've interviewed him several times and talked to him, and he's been really great, the head coach of Moana Pacifica, um, oh, Aaron Major. Aaron Major, yeah. Um, he, um, he he pointed out that they'd had 20 players out with COVID and uh, had still rocked up to play a game. Dwayne Poliativa, who we've talked to, who's been on the show before, um, turned up on the day of the game and was sat down with with, um, uh, with the scrum half to, to go through what the calls were um, and uh, uh, was straight on the bench that day, as was, um, I think it was the hooker as well. So, I mean, look, you've got players who are turning up on the day, turning out, um, people have said, oh, look, it's Moana Pacifica aren't performing so well. Well, <laughs> that's why they're not. They're practically a barbarians team. Um, <laughs> they've not even, they don't even know each other's names. Oh, they do know each other's names, obviously, but they've only just met that day, some of the players. So, look, they have been doing it tough. They have made every effort to make every single game happen. Um, and, it's a real shame that, that uh, they, they haven't been treated with respect back at the end of it. And Paul, Paul, and Paul I was going to say, this also means that they're going to have their third storm week during this competition as well. It, it, there, there I say it, it, as well as the, the the Western Force, but really, it's it, it's not what we want to see. It's not ideal. Uh, once again, I don't know why the communications lines of communications weren't sent through early because at least there could have been up, up, other options. I'm pretty sure Western Force could have found some other players to put a put a squad together. So maybe there was just a fear they didn't want to take that risk. But I think if the boot was on the other oh, yeah. shoe, you, you sense that Moana would have still put out a team yeah it's, it's real look it's a real shame and um uh, look, we, we've we've uh, talked with the um had the uh, ceo of uh, the western force on so look I, i'd um i think they would have tried to get a team out if they could but look it's not um it's it's not been great so um 
Simon's saying be interesting how people's ideas are super round um, would go in the future and Melbourne not be the good idea for the play uh, in, in future times. Well, I put out a little a, um, a poll on Twitter um, about this. Um, and uh, I'll be honest, I am sceptical um, around the uh, the whole super round idea, to be honest with you, playing all the games in one place. Um, but um, look, about a third of the people reckon it shouldn't happen. A third reckon that they, they it's a great idea. A third said, yep, yeah, it's a great idea, but not when you can't travel or not when travel so <laughs> up in the air like it has been this year. So look, two thirds reckon it's, it's decent, an idea worth continuing with. Um, it's uh, uh, now, even though it's been held in Melbourne, um, this round has been, this has all been organised by New Zealand Rugby. Um, so New Zealand Rugby have uh, partnered with somebody um, in New Zealand who's then sold the New Zealand the, the round to Melbourne. Um, so it's actually, that's why all the games were down as um, New Zealand home games. Uh, it's because uh, the, uh, the, the, the the compensation to the teams for not having a, having a, having a home game um, was, is, um, and it's all them. So that, that, that's how it all kind of has, uh, has, has panned out. Um, apparently it's been bought by Melbourne for two years. So we'll be back again next year. Um, so it will be happening again. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it's better next year. Uh, apparently there were 30,000 tickets sold over the five, over the three days. So 10,000 each day on average, um, which let's be honest is a kind of your normal crowds for a super rugby game. So, um, as of five games, you'd normally get 50,000. Um, and said you've got uh, 30,000 over five games, but hey, um, it is what it is. But, um, next time, apparently, the idea is it'll be in round two. Um, so, uh, and obviously, that couldn't happen this year because of travel restrictions. Um, but the idea is to play it before the AFL and the NRL um, kick off their seasons. Stephen, um, your, your thoughts on, on Super Round? Yeah, listen. For me, it's it's a it's a good idea. I always wonder though, with Melbourne being the, maybe the wrong city, right? But you just mentioned something. Maybe they just had it at the wrong time. There was an AFL game on Saturday night, and that attracted apparently either Saturday night or last night, and that attracted eighty thousand people. So maybe the timing <clears throat> was just wrong. Um, the fact that it is going to be there again next year, it is what it is, and to better promote it. Yeah, bring it bring it forward. So that's a that's a good idea. I like that idea. I mean, I say for me, I'd almost be tempted to jump on a plane and and head across for the weekend and 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 take in all the games. Yeah, it looks like I mean, there's I've been chatting on Twitter a bit. But whether it was was it promoted as well? It could have been. I don't think it was. I think it could be promoted better. But again, let's be honest. I think Super Rugby can be promoted better. Full stop. Mm. Um, so it's no big surprise <laughs> there on that mm. one. Um, the um, but um, so that's the um, uh, on, on on that one. But um, yeah, look, it is. It's um, as someone points out. Yeah, the, the that eighty thousand was on Sunday night, not um, Saturday night, which is the uh, mm. I think it's the traditional um, Anzac weekend game um, that they have. Uh, and uh, tonight you'll see the Melbourne Storm taking on the um, New Zealand uh, Warriors. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what sort of crowd they get in um, in Melbourne as well. So yeah, it is a packed weekend of. Of, of big events. I mean, I think that kicks off like 45 minutes for that game. Um, so, look, there, yeah, there are other things going on in Melbourne this weekend, um, just not at the exact same time. So, uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's a bit like the sevens, isn't it? Going somewhere and watching like a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday of rugby. Yeah, it, it, exactly. You so, know, yeah, um, it, it could work. 
are promoted in such a way, you know, put together some packages, you know, people are trying, you know, obviously airlines are trying to get people back on, back on planes. Well, here's a perfect opportunity to run sort of some sort of promotion to get people over there. And I just think it would be a, I think it would be a great idea. I just think obviously with, with COVID, our borders, 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 you know, um, being a little bit more lax now. Um, I think next year, I'll give it that second year and just see, see how it goes. Um, you know, somebody I caught up with a friend yesterday, and he suggested, "Gee, would have been a good idea to have caught a flood over." And I said, "Yeah, you're you're, de- you're dead right." But um, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. So, um, yeah, become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio via patreon.com forward slash enter Sport Radio, um, and then maybe I can afford to fly over with Stephen, and we can make a weekend <laughs> of it next year and do our reporting from there. Um, the uh, uh, on that one, I think Queenstown could be another good place for. Um, for, for, for this kind of thing, but unfortunately, I think they've got floodlights, so they would all have to be daytime games, yeah. which uh, probably wouldn't work with the TV. T- TV um, oh, uh, listen, I, I, well, I think Fongaray would be just sensational. They've got floodlights <laughs> too. In fact, they've got they've probably got some of the best floodlights in New Zealand, which we'll we'll see later in the year at the uh, Women's World Cup. So, uh, hmm, just say There we go. Yeah, I'm not sure the direct flights from um, from from Canberra are that re- are that are that frequent to uh, to Fongaray, but hey, um, <laughs> oh, you know, Auckland to Auckland, Fongaray, or bus up, the, um, bus up. <laughs> the, uh, the the yes, um, yeah. At some point, pointing out that yeah, that perhaps uh, not sure how many stadiums in New Zealand allow a game at nine thirty at night. I think Fongaray might do. And, they... <laughs> well, I was going to say, if they bust up next year, um, the motorway should be completed. But instead of taking them an hour, <laughs> hour forty-five to get to Wellsford, it probably might take them an hour and a half. You know, so it'll be fifty. It'll be quicker. I'll <laughs> oh, give it another twenty years. We might have a high-speed train up there as well. Yeah, um, but exactly. then, or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not our lifetime. But anyway. Anyway, let's let's get into let's have a quick quick chat about um, those games at the weekend. So kicking us off, we have the Chiefs versus the um, Waratahs. Um, a red card under after two minutes, um, another yellow card in uh, 14 minutes, um, and um, uh, it uh, it sort of burst out to 22-3 after 20 minutes. And um, boy, oh boy, at that point it looked like it could have um, uh, exploded out to a a, a massive uh, a massive drubbing uh, for the Waratahs. And I think in previous years it would have done, um, to be honest. But this um, Waratahs team uh, have improved. Um, are heading in the right direction, uh, and, um, and and showed some good, um, yeah, and showed some good spirit um, to keep uh, to keep to keep going in this one. Look, they got back to um, 30-27 within three points um, at uh, at one point, uh, but then basically ran out of legs. Um, the um, with uh, low getting an interception try, um, and even with um, a yellow card for um, uh, to uh, um, to to Pyre, um, uh, at uh, um, at the end there, they still uh, managed to pull it out to a 51-27 in the end, getting that bonus point win. So be happy with that. Not so happy with the um, uh, allowing the task to get back into it. Um, but um, yeah, it's for for a scoreline that looks like one sided. Um, it was a better game, that wasn't it, Stephen? Yeah, it, it, it was. I actually saw a few of them. I, I to be honest, I once the Angus Bell got a red card and then. Roberts got a yellow card. I, I I thought this could be anything, so I was actually pleasantly surprised when they did get back to to 30, 30 to twenty seven. And like you say, they got a little little bit more resolve than they had last year. But you could just 
always see that that um, the, the Chiefs just had a, a far more X factor, unfortunately, than what the the Waratahs had. And um, it, it, it's fair, it's fair to say they picked off a lot a couple of intercepts that were thrown that pretty much kept them in. The, it was more the Chiefs keeping them in the game than uh, basically them clawing clawing their clawing their way back um, incrementally. And uh, at the end of the day, no real real classy performance from the uh, from the Chiefs and uh, also from a player who. Gee whiz, I'll tell you what, he is running the cutter really well. Bring getting and playing some good rugby for the Chiefs at this minute. Oh well, okay. Not not the name I thought you were gonna gonna mention there, but yes, he is. Um so now that obviously with uh, Joshuani um out um injured, um these uh, he's getting more game time than perhaps uh, uh, he could have hoped for um at the beginning of the season. But um as you say, yeah, he is uh, he, he is driving this type side around um well. Uh, look, I mean, he's got a very good forward pack in front of him, um, which helps. He's got a couple of, he's got some very good, um, a set of, set of very good uh, halfbacks as well, giving him good service, um, which um, when you compare it to some of the other games where you saw a lot of players putting their hands up in front of their face, having to catch the ball all the time. If you, if you, if it's, if it's just out in front of you, um, you don't have to think so much and lets mm. you look at uh, a, a manager. So, um Yes, uh, I think he's having a a, 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 um, a a good time in there. Um, Paul, it's, uh, it's... Paul, I was going to say a, 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 a couple of young players who are really putting their their hands up big time, and, and one of them, with the loss of Brady Retallick, is, is Josh Lord, is playing some very very good rugby, and we're seeing a lot of his uh, his skill set in, in action. But I'm also impressed with uh, uh, a player that's been. Um, I've heard through a few spies, the All Blacks could be very interested in, in him as Cortez Ratama. And um, maybe just making that number nine jersey his own at the minute. Well, it's, <coughs> well, yeah, look, it's interesting because um, uh, I, I was at, uh, I remember being at the beginning of the MPC uh, and, and um, uh, in, in the media box, some people surprised that uh, Cortez Ratama wasn't first choice. I'm like, well, hang on, Xavier Rowe is a super rugby scrum half. Uh, and you're some, thinking that Cortez Rathma should be first choice. I, I, I automatically thought Xavier would be the um, uh, first choice of what, for, for Waikato. That shows you kind of uh, what level um, Cortez is. Yes, this is his first season at this level, um, and he's proven that he is definitely um, adept at this level. Uh, and uh, you got to say, the, the Chiefs and uh, or the, the Chiefs region as a whole, it's producing a lot of good young players at the moment. Um, you've, uh, obviously, you've, you've mentioned Lord there, but we've got the eye. Um, Arcoy um, in there. You've also, uh, well, obviously the uh, um, Rowe and um, Ratima, we've got Quinta Pye coming through as well. Uh, even Balin Sullivan, Balin Sullivan, who is a Waikato boy, having to go down to the Hurricanes to get um, to get game time. Um, uh, so, look, there's a lot of, um, uh, it, it's definitely a good place to be a young player um, at the moment mm. it, within, this, within yeah. this region because they are bringing yeah. good players through. And 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 I'll tell you what, you sort of you sort of have to deal with, you know, big bodies like Sawakula and and, and Kane and also Jacobson, who's always industrious. And you bring Finau off the bench, and my God, he's he's a beast as well. There were times I actually thought he was uh, uh, Vai, but um, his caring especially in that last 20 minutes, was just sensational. So that you're, you're dead right. Some young guys, let's not forget, uh, Greg uh, Dyer as well <clears throat> was also on the bench. Another another young young prop 
um, as well. And there's also the boy, uh, Ollie, can't quite think of his second name, but he plays uh, plays uh, prop as, as well. Yeah, Ollie Norris. So, yeah, yeah, you're dead right. There is some really good young guys st- standing up and standing up in their first seasons. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, um, and, uh, and and Clayton's, McMillan, the, the head coach there, is more than happy to to give them game time and to trust them, which is uh, which is great to see. Now, clearly, um, COVID is affecting all teams, um, and that is means that a lot of young players are getting more more um, uh, more game time, getting thrust in there earlier than they would do normally. Um, but uh, so it's working out well for the uh, the Chiefs this year. Um, on the Tars, I mean, I think Holloway's still carrying on being being good there. Obviously, you've got uh, got Hooper and Gamble um, playing well. So look. Um, things looking up for the hurry, for the um, for the Waratahs, even if they didn't pick up the uh, win there. Moving on to um, Sun uh, Saturday, sorry, um, and first up, Blues versus the Fijian Drua. And uh, look, I this game, uh, you knew which way it was going to go um, before it started. Really, this was one of the two games where um, essentially the TAB were not taking money um, on the on, on the Kiwi side um, to uh, to win it. Um, and uh, yeah, the Blues um, worked themselves out to 35-18 win. Now you've got to say that actually that's probably disappointing for the Blues um, not that, uh, that they didn't rack up the uh, kind of kind of 50 odd points um, that um, that the Chiefs did uh, in, uh, in in this one. But um, at the end of the day, um, they got the job done. They got the win. Um, and uh, whilst the Fijian Drua had more territory and possession, particularly. Um, in um, that uh, the second half, um, the Blues always had the game won, um, but um, should have uh, um, probably should be more clinical and probably should have uh, uh, actually performed better. Um, but as I say, at the end of the day, they got the um, they got the W, and that's what really matters. I, I, Paul, I think at times they were they were quite rattled with with the with the drawer. And um, listen, I I think in terms of. In terms of the Blues' forward set piece play in, in and around scrum and liner, I think that was this has been that was probably their best performance of the season. It was you know it was relatively accurate. We hadn't seen it before. Um, they put a, they even put a bit of pressure on the on the Blues line out at times and at scrum. I think they might have pulled a couple of couple of penalties here and there. And I thought they didn't lack in physicality. And I think they just showed when they had a consistent flow of ball, you know, you get the ball out to to Ravovo, who's been outstanding this year. And, he, you know, the, <clears throat> there was an offload that he got out, got out, I think, to Ratavai, which just was outrageous. These guys can play code, no question. Mm. I think their, their biggest issue throughout this tournament or their first tournament is really getting a consistent flow of, uh, of possession and getting that set piece right. But, uh, boy, all I can say is heaven help everybody when they do get it right, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, um, the and another thing that obviously gets get criticised about is penalty count. But look, it was twelve each on the penalty count. Um, so obviously, obviously they've done a lot of work there. Um, they uh, they lost one scrum and one lineout, which is much uh, which is which is actually better than the um, the Blues who lost three scrums and two lineouts. So um, yeah, you say heading in the right direction. And I think that's actually perhaps been one of our criticisms or one of our worries about the force about so about the draw is that we is that they got that win in. But we haven't seen them heading in the right direction. Perhaps this is a sign they are heading back in that right direction as well. So that's um, so that, that that's good to see um, with them on that one. Um, RTS again uh, turning out at, um, was 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 back in the side, uh, and uh, it's interesting to look at um, 
uh, the, the, the sort of uh, the, the papers, I've said papers, I mean, I mean the websites, um, and see how a lot of the articles are, are already coming out about All Blacks and um, uh, and, and, and uh, the, the focus seems to have moved, now that the New Zealand rounds are over, seems to have moved forward into what Ian Foster's uh, selections are going to be. And look, there are clearly the loose forwards and the midfield are going to be two areas that's going to get a lot of focus when that comes about. But um, please, folks, calm down. RTS has had like five, six games uh, in rugby union. Let's uh, let's give him a bit more time before we actually maybe put him into um, uh, put him into the number twelve jerseys as a, as a starting player um, on that one. Um, that was followed up by the Hurricanes versus the Reds, and boy, <laughs> boy oh boy. Um, now look, I initially came into this game with my prediction being for the Reds. Then I heard James O'Connor was out. And um, that basically switched it for me, and I went for a narrow win um, by the um, the Hurricanes. Um, I must admit, at um, at zero seventeen, um, after twenty, after nearly half an hour, or just over, um, I was thinking, wow, okay, maybe, um, um, maybe the, uh, the 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 Reds are on here um, with this one. Um, a, uh, again, yellow cards in this one um, for a. Um, uh, we've got what for a tip tip tackle. We then had a high hit um, as well. Um, the uh, look, I don't want to go down the the whole um, refing route, but uh, yeah, some some uh, how do I put it? Interesting um, and confusing decisions for us. And that's look as, as a TV spectacle. We just need to get consistent refereeing so we know what the call is going to be. Mm. Because boy, it's, it was um, it was a bit all over the place. It was a bit. Uh, well, it has. It, 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 it's always been all over the place, um, but that, that that that's the biggest problem I think for the game mm. at the moment. But um, uh, Paul, I was so going to yeah. say the only the only contentious thing is, um, I think probably Rakiti Stones may have been a bit fortunate not to have got a red card, but you know you got a yellow at the end of the day. The official found some sort of mitigating circumstances. Um, you know, to me, all the all the cards. Cards were fair. I, I've, I've, I've got oh. no issues. No issues. No issues there. Um, at seventeen nil, though, I thought the Hurricanes were very much in danger of of going down, being the first New Zealand team to go down. But um, boy, what a what a little change of change of luck in the thirty six six minute bounce of a ball, and um, it just it just changed everything, didn't it? Yeah, look, it did. I, I still think that the Reds were um, yes, we had that bounce of the ball. Um, the uh, the the and and then the um, the yellow card for um, for Vest again with the arm out. So again another another yellow card that could have been red um, when you got an arm that goes out uh, um, and, and and hits the head. So um, yeah, no, all, all the cards were definitely deserved. The only question was should they be in a different colour? Um, the um, so both of those uh, on, on that one. The um, uh, and, and then they got over. To me, it wasn't until half time. Sure that the the uh, the, the score tightened up. And they scored 14 points there. They got two tries, um, but I felt that they actually changed their style of play much more after half time. And for that, whilst there's been a lot of criticism of the, um, uh, the of the, the Hurricanes coaching group, um, I think they did a good job at half time in switching around what this, uh, uh, what how this team was playing, and they and the um, they just up the physicality, uh, the intensity. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. See, for more intensity than physicality, um, at the breakdown and took control of this game um, at that point. So um, well done to the coaching group. It's not often we say that to the Hurricanes, to be honest. Um, but um, and from there on, they just dominated this game. Um, and uh, look, one of the things that I got to do um, in this game was, um, sorry, in this weekend, was that uh, they did Zoom calls for all of the post-match um, interviews, which they don't normally do. Um, and uh, and and I was in, I, I got uh, I got I got emailed the link, so I got to t- take part in those. Um, and look, I the Waratahs uh, up against the Chiefs. You, you, the going into that game, you can't, you, you can't, you're not thinking the Waratahs are in any realistic expectation of winning that game. But the the disappointment in the in in them after the game, you're like, geez, how could you? I mean, can you be that disappointed when let's be honest, you had no realistic chance of winning that game? But they were very disappointed um, after this game. Again, Brad Thorne not happy at all. <laughs> I'll be blunt with you. Um, he was he was not in a good mood um, after. This game now is he in a good mood that he is he in a bad mood. He's going to go in and start slapping his players around. No, he's not. Um, it's more that his players have let themselves down and he and um, than anything else. He's not angry sort of with them, but disappointed in in that they haven't done what they can do and that they know they need to step up. Um, the uh, so yeah, across all of these ones, obviously the Brumbies with the win, it's different, but across all these ones, um, the uh, the disappointment in the uh, um. In, in, in the coaching, I I found a bit um, unexpected because I wasn't expecting them to have the expectation to be winning these games. Um, but I think that um, uh, yeah gives gives a gives me an insight into how they're feeling. Yeah, I I just think they pull it at seventeen nil up, and they had uh, they they had the Hurricanes down to to fourteen for this for the second time. Yep. I, I think probably he'll be thinking. Let's not forget this guy was an ex All Black. And, and ex-Brisbane Bronco. So, you know, Queensland Maroons, he played with some very, very good teams. So he'll have an expectation on this team, but I can kind of see why he's why he's angry because there was an opportunity and it's and that's the way you look at it. Even though maybe at the end of the day, that score, score line, you know, 30, un, 30 unanswered points is a bit hard to uh, to wrap your head around and, and that's probably another dis- sense of disappointment as well. You're up 17-0, you let these guys come back with 30 unanswered points. Uh, and, and, and the captains were as well, don't you? It wasn't just head coaches, so yeah, it's um, uh, but it, it was more the Waratahs one actually that, that struck me. We've gone past that game, so I wanted to, to sort of flip back to that, but yeah, there weren't some... Um, so yeah, so, yeah um, hat tips to the Hurricanes, fantastic for them to be able to do that as a well done to the coaches. Um, clearly, the Reds, I uh, think it just shows you 
health in their squad is. Um, and when you lose someone like James O'Connor, and I look, I mean, the, the, the guy who stepped in did fine, didn't do a bad job, but um, but he's not leading that team in the same way that yeah. James that, yeah. that, that O'Connor well, can be. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Paul, if you were, I think we all know who the man of the match was for for um, uh, for the Hurricanes. I mean, Artie Savia was absolutely outstanding, but boy, you could almost give one to uh, Felipe Dalgunu as well, because man, did he have a night to uh, night to forget? Um, putting down three or four passes uh, with with absolutely no 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 pressure, and that's the thing—you can't build any pressure when you're giving away the ball that easily. Yeah, and it explains why he's not being selected so much by um, by Brad Thorne, I think, because let's not he's someone that everyone's going to know, where is he, where is he, why isn't he staying, why isn't he playing, why isn't he playing? Well, there you know, you found out. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, this Hurricanes team is a different side when Artie's playing and when he's not. Um, and uh, whilst we might have discussions around what the makeup of that um, All Blacks um, loose trio is, whatever the makeup is, it involves Artie in one of those three jerseys. Um, so yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's playing very well um, at uh, at the moment. Um, then we got the uh, the, I said the, the cavalry arrived with the Highlanders versus the Brumbies on Sunday. Um, the uh, Brumbies um, always sort of in uh, in control of this one. Um, the uh, the it did come back to uh, kind of a one a one score game um, in the. Uh, in the second half, um, but the Brumbies showing that they are a yeah a side that's uh, that, that knows how to win. No wonder Brad McKellar is the uh, um, is, is is the the head the, the coach that's uh, being lined up to be the next Wallabies coach. Um, the, the way that his side went about um, uh, getting uh, uh, this this win. Um, one of the, uh, the the big things that, uh, that, I, that I thought was really interesting from Brad McKellar in that post-match interview was he said, look, we're union guys. Um, we want to be talking about positive things, not negative things. And, it's, um, uh, and so that's why this was such an important win for the Australian teams. And, that's, and um, so people were asking, look, was there more pressure on you to win this game? It's like, not really, no. But um, look, we want to be talking about positive things in Australian rugby, not negative ones. And uh, I, and, and the kind of that that that, um, that awareness of the uh, of their place within the greater game in Australia was um, uh, what, what, what was in uh, was uh, there um, and uh, keeping on top of the nine the uh, the Highlanders nines was a was a big thing for um, uh, for for them because they knew that they could be exciting and dangerous. I think there's been some sort of uh, I mean Fakatava. Kind of uh, has the sort of the next All Black um, nine uh, designate, um, but really hasn't been ripping up trees this season. And I think that might be down to uh, people basically targeting and making sure that he isn't allowed the freedom to play uh, in this one. I think we might might have seen a bit of that in this um, in this game, Stephen. Yeah, listen, I've got to say, there's no question he's he's talented. Boy, you you saw that break that he made early in the game, and then. Unfortunately, he, he threw through an offload, which, which, which went over the went over the sideline. But it's just usually at that level, it's just your core skills, just your high, high kick game. You know, I, I thought there were probably five or six kicks that just went far too far. Listen, I'm, I'm not writing him off. I'm, I'm pretty sure I I, tend, I saw your, your, your Twitter message. I think, with given time, 
uh, and the you know the right sort of support, that part of his game can can basically uh, can basically come right. Um, and you're dead right. The higher the level you got, the more you the more you will get targeted. But um, it was just for me, it was a real flat flat sort of point. Um, um, performance from the from the Highlanders, and I, I thought their their attack also lacked a whole lot of punch. I'm still not totally convinced as as um, the, as the first the first five who normally um, uh, plays Mitch, Mitch Hunt yep. playing at full, fullback that that doesn't quite do it for me. I would probably rather um, the, the big winger Sam um, Gilbert. I think it is Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather Sam Gilbert. Uh, Basically, I would have preferred if he actually started at fullback. I think he just gives you a little bit of punch at the back. Almost pulled off a, a brilliant, a brilliant try, um, a brilliant finish, but just sort of knocking it on at the last moment. But man, all in all, they were they were they were really disappointing. It was it was a it was a flat performance. You know, even in the loose forwards, probably only Gareth Evans to me stood out. The likes of Thomas Umanga Jensen had their moments, but. Yeah, it's something something missing, you know? Can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, Someone tweeted out that the, the, the Highlands hadn't woken up yet. And I said, what, this game or this season? Um, because it feels, <laughs> it feels a bit like um, a, 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 a bit like that. The, um, the, the, their attack has been uh, predictable all season. Um, uh, Thomas Mango Jensen has been the only um, shining light, really, uh, within this, um, 13 carries in this game, which um, uh, uh, which, which is nuts. Um, four defenders beat and one clean break. Um, so I thought he look. I thought he had a, a very good game, and, and in a a poorly performing side, is doing very well. And um, a lot of people throwing people, Nankerville's name around, saying, "Hey, All Blacks uh, midfielder." I think Thomas Mango Jensen could um, needs to be in that discussion as well. Do I think he, he he's he's a definite into the squad? No, but I think he should be talked about. And the All Blacks um, coaches should at least be having a chat with him about what he needs to do, um, so that he's um, uh, so, so that he's, he's going well. Um, a couple of comments is that um, you know Brown has invested everything in Hunt. Um, yeah, he has, and unfortunately, his place is his goal kicking hasn't been accurate enough this season. Hence, why I think um, Marty Banks has come in um, to, to to cover the goal kicking essentially. Um, but I'm not sure you can be picking a player purely on goal kicking because some because no one else can. Um, so yes, I think that that's a bit of a that, that, that's perhaps a bit of a problem um, for them um, at the moment. Look, I mean, there's been talk about some um, uh, key injuries that they have got a thin squad. Parry Parkinson obviously out for the season. Um, they've lost um, Frizzell as well. Um, uh, Aaron Smith uh, through uh, through COVID in this one. Um, there's another player I can't have gone blank now as to who the, the, the player was who was a key player for them. But um, yeah, they do not have the depth of a team like the, of, of the Crusaders or the Chiefs or the Blues. Um, but even so, uh, does there just needs to be um, yeah a lack of imagination in that attack? This does not look like a Brown attack. Team, a Brown attack. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. It's just it's not clicking and functioning the way that um, that, uh, that, that that we expect yeah. them to. You've you've also sort of got a question. Just you know, I, I think to be a good coach, you've got to be a good selector. And I, I just think mm. at the beginning, you know, to have somebody like Tava Tava Nawai in your in your Highlander squad and to basically lose him, they had him last year. We know what sort of X factor he's got. 
Um, I just wonder about their original, maybe their original selection of the size. I realise they've they've lost a few guys um, over the oh, over the, as well. Yeah, Nariki over the over the, over, the, over the years. I mean, I say Tehorangi Waldron was always a good, solid, dependable midfielder for the Highlanders. You know, so you're also missing a, a little bit of experience. Yeah, John, John and Nariki, it's exact exactly dead right. Karoi, those sort of guys. So they mm-hmm. are missing a few guys. As, as well. Hey, listen, I just want to mention uh, a player who played for the Brumbies yesterday the, in the open side flanker, Jerome Brown. Now, he's ex-Hamilton boys. He was supposed to be the next uh, New Zealand schoolboy star at that time, but then went AWOL. But hey, great to see him um, rock up in a um, in a Brumbies side. I know I, I actually saw the um, tweet from James McConey on, on his Twitter file t- today mentioning that, and I thought, well, that's 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 pretty interesting. And the uh, the Brumbies look like a solid, balanced side, you know, balanced, that loose forward trio. I thought um, that's probably close to their best loose forward trio they can put out. Oh, look, it's cracking. Look, Valentini, I mean, someone that we've talked about as, or something that I think everyone's watching, hey, it's great to see him with ball in hand bashing over players. He was 12 tackles non-missed. Brown, 13 tackles, non-missed. Pete Summer, again, someone else who you think about with a ball-in-hand carrying guy, 10 tackles, one missed. So those three there, the work rate they've got on they, they've done on defence has been cracking when you're kind of, and yet you you've, you associate two of those guys as being heavy ball-carrying players who, yet you don't perhaps look at their tackle stacks very often. Um, mm-hmm. So cracking player by one of them. Also, and then, um, I mean, Lossier had a good game, but why? Well, it's having someone like um, uh, Simone outside him. 14 tackles, two missed. I mean, geez, he was the highest tackler in the whole game um, in in the 12 jersey, uh, who um, who also um, had uh, had a decent day on attack with um, with eight carries and 42 metres. So, again, topped uh, – so only behind Tom Wright, who I thought had a great game at fullback. Um, the uh, – yeah, look, there's, uh, there's, they, they, you say they've got some cracking players out from this. And, and they and they are a very, just to give you an, an idea, their back three would be one of the quickest back threes in this competition. Tom Wright, very, very quick. And Andy Muirhead, another speedster as well. But Callum Clark, um, originally from, from New South Wales, is ex-Australian Sevens as well. And um, I can recall a game where he was playing for New South Wales a few years ago where he actually ran down Rico Yoani. Um, after Ioani took an intercept, and on most occasions Rico is is pretty much gone. So it just gives you an idea of how much pace they have, and they do have a bit of X factor with um, with both Ikitao and Simone, uh, two really really big midfielders. They got a nice, actually got a. I quite like them, Paul, because nobody's actually talking about them, but they're actually going about their business, and they've got a good solid pack. I think they're a good all-round side. I'm, I'll tell you what, the last game, we've only got about what, four or five rounds to go, but the last game against the Blues in Canberra, I reckon that's going to be a cracker. Well, look, they've got the, um, they've just beaten the Highlanders. They've got the, the Hurricanes next up um, at home, which I think is one that they definitely um, uh, are, are up for. Then they finish off with, um, oh, well, then they go, the, then they go, the, they, they travel over to um, Hamilton for the Chiefs. They've got the Crusaders at home, the Blues at home, and they're over here to play Moana Pacifica. Um, I can easily see them picking up another two wins out of those four games. Um, is it four games or five games? Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, they're going to be yeah, and and so they're going to be there or thereabouts 
um, come uh, come final time. Um, look, I know Aaron's saying in the, in the live chat, uh, I think it's Oris, the Aussie sides put out their best teams and the only team to win was the Brumbies. Look, I think at the end of the day, we know that only the Reds and the Brumbies are going to be competitive. Um, and that, um, and, and so, uh, yeah, and I say the Reds miss, um, missed out on a, on a guilt-edged guilt opportunity there by being 17-0 up. So, look, um, the other teams, they've got a lot of work to do to climb up the New Zealand sides, and um, but we want them to because otherwise this competition, because this competition needs to be yeah. competitive yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I, I agree, Paul. You know, and and these teams are showing that they're competitive. They're just at times losing little moments in in, in the game. So there's mm. a definite improvement, no no question. You could you could argue that maybe some of the New Zealand teams are not as strong as we've seen in the past. And, and we've probably already seen that this year with, when um, the um, Hurricanes put out a, a weakened side against Moana Pacifica and they play, paid the price ultimately. You could also you think back to the Blues struggling against Moana Pacifica when they picked, put out a weakened side, eventually ran away with the game in the end and, vice, and also with the Crusaders. Um, maybe some of the, our New Zealand teams haven't got the same depth they haven't in the past. In the case of the Highlanders, definitely not. But in the case of the Brumbies, man, I wouldn't want to go to go to Canberra to play them at this very minute. Yep. So I, it's, uh, I, yeah, I will betting. I will. I will not be betting against them um, against the Hurricanes. That's for sure. Um, the next three games against Chiefs, Crusaders, and Blues are going to be tough for them, um, and it'll, that'll be a real test. Um, to see to see where they're at. Um, to finish off, then the um, Crusaders versus um, the uh, the Rebels. Uh, this one finished um, forty two seventeen. Um, and um, whilst uh, uh, and look, I mean, you look at that score and go, actually, the Rebels didn't do too badly um, in this one. Um, but at the end of the day, look, the um, the Crusaders were seven three up at half time and could easily. Um, have been 48, uh, <laughs> um, 48, um, three up yeah. at half time. Uh, yeah. they, they butchered so many opportunities. Oh. Um, meters run 753 for the Crusaders, only 242 by the Rebels. This was an absolute, uh, you know, the Rebels were never in this game, um, really, no. uh, apart from the scoreline. Yeah, no, you're right. The miracle was seven three at half time. That was the, <laughs> that was the miracle. Um, who saw who saw that coming? But you just you just kind of knew the floodgates would open in the second half. Listen, Scott Robinson will not be happy about this performance, and I don't think uh, um, the Crusaders themselves will be happy about it. You knew it was a case of um, of how much they would win by at the end of the day. Like I say, if they put this together, they could have won this by eighty odd points. But let's give the Red Rebels a little bit of credit. Boy, they scrambled well, and you know what? They they finished with a with a with a deserved third try when the score could have been so so much more. But um, unfortunately for the Rebels, uh, I think they're officially probably the poorest out of the Australian franchises. Maybe a battle between them and the Force. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I think one of the comments was about that. Uh, uh, I can't remember if it was in this game or in one of them where where the uh, the Aussie coach was talking with them about, yeah, you've got a good scramble defence. Like, well, yes, we wouldn't have to have if we made the first up tackle, um, and, uh, and and just things like that that were that um, yeah that uh, that the missed. Look, seventy nine percent tackling by the rebels. Boy, oh boy, you can't do that against um, 
uh, against the Crusaders, uh, they will rack up a, um, a, a, a cricket score on you. Um, the uh, the fact that they had so many hand, I mean, look, 13 clean breaks to one um, in, in there um, really just shows you that they, yeah, they did not finish the opportunities in that first half, but um, which actually kept the game interesting because otherwise it wouldn't have been, let's be blunt. So thank, thankfully they, they did mess up all those opportunities um, because otherwise it would have been a, an uninteresting game. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm not really sure there's much more to learn um, from that game, apart from the fact that, yeah, I mean, things could, we kind of knew already that, like, yeah, Severus is deadly on the outside and and and, and that kind of stuff. And so, um, so yeah, nothing to, nothing, nothing kind of new for me uh, from that one, just uh, uh, in that game. So this coming weekend, and um, it's going to be a, a, a tough one for me, to be honest with you. We've got the Reds versus the Chiefs on the Friday, which is fine. Um, but then four games back-to-back on Saturday, starting at midday with the Force versus the... Um, oh, no, sorry, that's a, mid, it's a midnight game. So it's, it's a two games on Friday night. The uh, Rebels at um, the Reds versus the Chiefs at 9.45, and at midnight, Western Force versus the Blues. Uh, and then we've got the Fiji and Drua, Waratahs and Rebel... Fiji and Drua versus the Hurricanes, Waratahs versus the Crusaders, and Rebels versus the Moana Pacifica. Um, in the um, uh, in, in the afternoon, and finally the Brumbies versus the Hurricanes. So um, all of the games over in Australia again. So it's uh, it's um, all, all of the all of the New Zealand teams over there for two weeks uh, with this one, um, which does mean that um, it is a later. There is no seven o'clock game on the on the Friday, which is disappointing. Um, but um, uh, it is it is what it is. Uh, we're having club day. I'm um, bound to miss at least the Fiji and Drua game, but uh, I'll have to catch up on on highlights. I think on that one. Yeah, Paul, so, I, um, I gonna, Paul, I was about to say, I, I wonder, I do wonder what the status of the Western Force will be come come the weekend, uh, given they uh, pulled their team out of the uh, game against Moana Pacifica. So that's that's definitely 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 got me thinking. But um, <clears throat> as I cast my eye across all 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 those games. I think the one that maybe, again, probably stands out is, is probably that Brumbies Hurricanes game um, on the uh, on the Sunday. I just come look, Reds versus Chiefs. Look, um, I, don't, I don't I don't think James Conner's back, but I mean, look, they they showed that if they um, that uh, seventeen nil, if they can keep that, they'll they hope to do something. But something I, I expect the Chiefs to be too too strong for them. Um, the uh, the other one there is the. Um, Rebels versus Moana Pacifica um, in there. Look, Moana Pacifica now have had uninterrupted two weeks uh, leading into this game. So finally, they've had some training time uh, up against the Rebels team that isn't the strongest in Australia. So that could be a decent one. And as you say, the Brumbies versus the Hurricanes is the uh, uh, is 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 the other one here that's uh, that, that's uh, that, that looks um, competitive. So those, yeah, the second, the last two games of the round um, are the ones that. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, definitely worth trying to catch if you can, folks. Um, finally, the kind of guess the, the the last piece of the kind of piece of news that came out last week was um, uh, the uh, Blackfern's coaching structure has been confirmed um, with uh, Glenn Moore, um, which, which we talked about last week, uh, having uh, stepped down. Um, we've got um, Wayne Smith has uh, been appointed to the uh, director of rugby. Um, with um, assistance in the uh, form of um, Wesley Clark and uh, Whitney Hanson, uh, with uh, Graham Henry 
doing um, coaching support and Mike Cron coming in um, as um, helping out with the uh, with, with with the set piece um, in there um, as, as, as a not permanently but as a kind of a consultant um, in there. Um, the uh, obviously some big names in Wayne Smith, Graham Henry, uh, and Mike Cron um, being mentioned, um, but. Um, there was lots of talk about this being this kind of this, this new structure puts a team in a solid position ahead of the Rugby World Cup. I'm like, obviously, I was underwhelmed by this because um, Wayne Smith was involved uh, as a technical assistant or um, advisor already. Um, so Graham Henry had already been in camp, um, and uh, also uh, Mike Cron has been involved. So basically, all the only difference here is Wes Clark, Wesley Clarkey was an assistant, is an assistant. Um, and Whitney Hansen, who has um, been a uh, an intern, has stepped up as assistant. This isn't really a new coaching structure um, per se um, in this one. Um, so, uh, yeah. And again, uh, out of the review, what did the review say? The review, review one of the points of review was um, there've been shoulder tapping um, coaches, and there's been no um, proper recruitment process. Well, um, folks. Whitney Hansen is Ian Hansen's daughter. Uh, sorry, Steve Hansen's daughter, not Ian Hansen's daughter. Um, uh, and we're talking, and the, all these people have been shoulder tapped. So, uh, look, uh, has anything been learned from the review? Doesn't uh, doesn't kind of look like it. Um, the uh, Unfortunately, um, as Aaron said there, look, let's, he's saying that Glenn Moore uh, has been thrown under the bus. Look, he's been put in a very difficult situation and 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 uh, a World Cup winning coach, but clearly he can coach, um, and uh, and uh, has, has done a the right thing in uh, for for I think for him and for the team in, in stepping down, taking taking the focus away from him, uh, which would have been a distraction. And it's real shame on him. He's been put in. A, I, I don't think uh, he's clearly a very good coach. Has been put in an impossible situation. Um, so um, uh, yeah. Um, look, I, individually, I'm sure these. Uh, 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 oh, the other point, yeah, yeah. Wesley Clark apparently is the partner of the ex-head of um, Women's Rugby. Wow, I wonder how he got that role. Uh, no, no, maybe he's a fantastic coach, but he got that role while his partner was running the whole. Was his boss's boss? I mean, seriously, um, if you wrote this for a Hollywood movie, they would throw it away out as being unbelievable. Um, unfortunately, so um, the, uh, uh, the, the Wayne Smith, fantastic coach. I think um, nothing you get, uh, and, and I think he's a good, good guy in there. So Graham Henry and Mike Cron, the right people to bring in, but they don't want to be brought in. This isn't new, folks. There's nothing new here at all. <clears throat> Let's just spin it. Anyway, that's my opinion. Um, Steve, we, we we've had a massive we 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 we've, we've had a massive oh. chat. On, online today about all this kind of stuff but um if you want to put your two pennies worth in yeah I, listen i won't divulge too much into the stuff that we 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 spoke yeah. about over the forum forum this afternoon but I, I thought it was a very interesting comment from the the current england coach simon middleton and basically what he's come out and said is he, he's basically he's actually warned the star-studded male coaching trio that a leading leading a woman's team will be totally different 
to anything they have ever experienced in the men's game. It'll be interesting because I don't know how much Wayne or Mike or any of others have worked in the women's game. And you know the knowledge part is obviously huge, according to Middleton. It takes time to understand the best ways of working, so it will be really a big challenge for them. It's, um, it'll be a great challenge for them and a great experience for this partic particular squad. It, somewhere in there, there's a bit of a message. I'm not sure um, what it is. Um, but you know, maybe maybe sort of re reading reading between between the lines. This is not your normal sort of run of the mill coaching gig, if you know what I mean. And it probably does come with a few hoops that they might have to jump through or jump out of. Well, look, I mean, one of the key parts of the uh, the review was communication uh, and having. Uh, uh, so, hence, I've got a funny feeling. Yes, the, the way you communicate to a women's team and a men's team is going to be different. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably part of what he's um, what he's referring to, uh, amongst other things. Um, but yes, the, they've got some good minds in here. Um, but um, as I say, the uh, and, and look, we want them to go as well as as well as they can go. Um, it's been good to see um, some of the uh, I mean, uh, some of the sort of social media messages around coming out. When pre Glenmore moving, uh, leaving about uh, that Wayne Smith being in there, so hopefully um, things are heading in the um, the right direction now. Um, for the players, look, uh, the, uh, as, as, as was putting one of the stuff articles, it's going to be a split camp. Those who thought that uh, who enjoyed who who were successful under Glenmore and liked how he did it, and those that uh, didn't like his approach. Um, let's hope they can both both those sides can can uh, put that behind them now. Um, and move on because look, it's player power that's uh, that, that, that's led to Glenmore leaving, um, and uh, you need a unified camp heading into the Rugby World Cup. Having a split camp will not help um, in any um, kind of way. So, um, so let's hope that um, uh, that the, the things go forward well from here. Um, but as I say, uh, I don't think that uh, they've learned many lessons from the review uh, in this one. So, Stephen. Thank you very much for your uh, your help this evening, folks. Uh, in about 20 seconds, the uh, Warriors kick off their Anzac Day game against the uh, Melbourne Storm. Do join us at 8 p.m. on Wednesday when the uh, boys in the standoff show will be uh, uh, obviously talking about that game and this round of uh, NRL action. Um, and um, uh, we will be uh, back here at 8 p.m. on um, Monday morning for the Driving Mall show to... Uh, talk about all the rugby that happens in Australia um, this coming weekend. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 